morning. Today's daf is daf Ayn Dalit. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Yirmiyahu ben Yehuda, Avram Leib ben Yaakov Tzvi, and Ida Yehudis Bashmuel. May the Neshamas have an aliyah and may the memory be a blessing. It's also for a full shleim of Yitzhak Yehuda ben Miriam, and Chai Chaika Bas Baba Mishla. Um, so I realized actually, yeah, we stopped in a bad place yesterday. Um, we, we stopped, did we stop right before the end of Ayn uh, Gimel Amud Bayes, didn't you? Yeah, we reached nearly the end of the page. Eh? We reached the end. Okay, so I'm Gimel Amud Bayes, uh, 73b. Um, so the discussion yesterday, remember, we're trying to work out that we're still going to spend a lot of today's stuff doing. Does an can an oral an uncircumcised person eat maser? This is uh, it started at the beginning at the beginning of yesterday's stuff. We said, "Boy, my name is Rav Sheishes." They asked Rav Sheishes, "Oral mahoshim maser? Can an oral eat maser?" And we brought Rav Sheshesh tried to bring a proof from a Mishnah, which was telling us the differences between Truma and Bikurim and Maser. And the Mishnah gave a list. And on that list, it did not include an oral. Why didn't it say that an oral can eat Truma and Bikurim? Uh, sorry, an oral, an uncircumcised person, cannot eat Truma and Bikurim, but they can eat... Um, they can eat maser, but the fact that it doesn't teach that as a difference must be an oral, an uncircumcised person, also cannot eat maser. That was Rav Sheshesh's proof. Now just the structure of the Mishnahis at the beginning of Bikurim is there's three Mishnahis, and the first one is the one we quote, Hatruma Baha Bikurim, Masha, that applied to Truma and Bikurim, Masha Ein came by maser, but not by maser. And then it goes on to um, a bit late. I think I think the second Mishnah is um, yeah the second the second Mishnah is Yesh Bamasa Bikurim the halachas that apply Bamasa and Bikurim Masha Ain Kain Batruma which should not apply Batruma and the third Mishnah which actually doesn't come up in our discussion would be um, Truma and Masa Masha Ain Kain with Bikurim so again so Rav Sheshis tried to bring from the first list of Truma and Bikurim versus Masa and Oh, it doesn't mention it as a difference, uncircumcised. So the Gomorrah brought the second Mishnah and said, well, look, the second Mishnah, the list is incomplete. It's clearly the same topic. We see the Tan is not trying to make complete lists. And therefore, once it's not trying to make complete lists, we can say the same thing with Maser. Maybe an oral can eat Maser. Oh, why is it not mentioned? Because it's not a complete list of differences between Truman Bikurim verse Maser. And, but again, he's proving that because he's saying that the second list, the second Mishnah is an incomplete list, so we can assume that the first Mishnah is also an incomplete list. Okay, and then we got into a side point discussing some halachas, and now we're going back to the bottom of Ayn Gimel Amabez. It says, Omar Ravashi Miresha, Nami We can actually work out from the Reisha, the first Mishnah, which Rav Sheish has actually wanted to try to prove his point from, that the Tana left over. Um, at the Tana left over from the list. Wow, what else did he leave out from the list? There's two halachas that we found by a Maser and, sorry, Truman Bikurim, which we do not find by the, which we do not find by Maser. What are those? 
they apply in all years of the Shemitah cycle. You know the Shemitah cycle is seven years. Now in the third and the sixth year, there isn't Master Shani. There's Master Oni instead. Instead of taking 10% of your produce to eat in Yerushalayim, or redeeming it and eating the money, mm-hmm. um, we take the... Um, the, uh, the you, yeah, you give 10% of your produce to the poor people. So we see Maser doesn't apply in every year of the Shemitah cycle. But Truman and Bikurim apply in every year. The farmer has to take his first fruits up as Bikurim and any animal and any grain or all his produce, he separates some as truma. So that applies every year. There's a question, there's a big discussion whether Bikurim actually applies in the Shemitah year, but either way, it's the rest of the regular, even if you hold it doesn't apply in the Shemitah year, it applies in the rest of the regular, unlike Maizah. And the other thing is, truma and Bikurim cannot be redeemed. Once you've set aside produce as truma, that is Truma or Bikurim. That is the Bikurim. There's nothing, there's no way to redeem it. Let's say it becomes Tome or something, or well, then you have to burn it, but you can't redeem it. Um, whereas Master, you can redeem. That's one of the big discussions always that comes up around Master is this money that you're taking up to eat in Yerushalayim, and what's the Kedusha, and what can you buy with it, and uh, um, can you, once you've bought with it, can you retransfer it to money? Okay, big discussions, but that's two halachas. So we see, so again, what do we see? That it's the Mishnahs in Bikurim are not a complete list. So you can't prove just because it says, it doesn't list that an RL, that an RL cannot eat Truman and uh, Bikurim, but he can eat Maser. That's no proof that that's the Halacha, because maybe he just left it off the list. So we have... So I'm saying it backwards. Um, we wanted to, Rav Shaisha's wanted to learn by the fact that it doesn't mention that, that an oral cannot eat, but we're actually saying it's not a complete list, and therefore maybe that should be on the list. And an oral actually can, uh, can actually can eat Maser. So Toshma, come and prove. I'll try, come in here, I'll try to bring in a proof. It says, If, again, someone had a miller, but they left these, um, strands that invalidate the miller. He's not allowed to eat truma, nor the common pesach, nor other holy art food, nor maser. Now, my love, when it says maser, what is it referring to? Maser tokon, maser of grain. Again, there's maser shaili. So we see that an oral cannot eat Master Shani because someone who has a miller that was invalid is like, he has these strands that weren't cut off, they're left, so it's an invalid miller. He still needs to cut them off. So he's an oral, he's uncircumcised, and it says he can't eat. It says, no, it's not talking about that. Master Bahama, it's referring to Master Bahama. Remember, a person takes, that's the procedure where he puts them all in a pen and he lets them run out the gate one at a time, counting them, and every tenth one he marks with red. So that's what it's referring to, not the grain. There's our master Bahimahainu Kodshim. But Master Bahimin is a sacrifice. You take it up to Yerushalayim and you eat it there. Uh, sorry, you take it up to the base, I mean that you shecht it, and you eat it as a korban. So it's included in the list which said Kodshim. So it says, oh well Litamesh, Milotan Pesach Uktani Kodshim. It says you bothered about a repetition, well it teaches the Korban Pesach and it teaches Kodshim. Both of those are Kodshim. There's no No, I understand why it has to teach Pesach and Kodshim individually. It's where do we know that you that an oral can't eat? Well, it says an oral can't eat by a Pesach, by the Korban Pesach. 
So maybe an oral can eat sacrificial meat. Therefore, it has to teach Kodshim separately. And if it would have just said Kodshim as a blanket term, I would have said, which Kodsh, what's it referring to? Must be the Korban Pesach. So it has to teach Pesach and Kodshim so that you know we're speaking to all sacrificial food. But but why should it list Masa Bahema? Masa Bahema would be included in the category of Kodshim. So it's Ella, so fine. So, so theoretically, we're still saying that maybe Maser Dov, but Maser means Maser Shai. So it's not Hela Maser Rishon, it's referring to Maser Rishon. What's Maser Rishon? So again, as we said, Maser Rishon is, he separates first uh, some of his grain for Truma, then he takes 10% of the remaining grain and gives it to the Levium. Now, mo, the ton of the standard opinion is that it's a gift to the Levium, but it has like no kadusha or anything. However, oh, so then why can't an oral eat it? It's like regular food. Once, again, it's almost, it's a debt you owe to the Levium. Oh, you have to separate, the Torah says you have to separate the master, and if you don't separate, and, but once you've separated the master, if you keep it, you steal it. But the master is regular food that you have to give to the Levy. So why would it, um, why would an oral not be allowed to eat maserishon? So now, Ella, the Rebbe Meir here, Rebbe Meir, to Amen maserishon also the Zorim. Rebbe Meir says maserishon is forbidden to non-Levim. He holds what Truma is for Kahanim, maser is for Levim. So uh, granted, a, a, a Levian Israel can't eat Truma, but a Yisrael can't eat maserishon. And so, ah, oh, it has kedusha. Once we say it has kedusha, then it's very likely that an oral also can't eat it. Okay, so we're still trying to search for can an oral eat Master Shani? So it says Toshma. An oral is forbidden to eat two masters. My love, Echon Master Dog and Ezra Master Behema. Must be saying one is Master Shani and one is Master Behema. So the Moses says, no, we can give the exact same answer as we said. No, it's referring to Master Rishon and Master Shani. That's what, an, uh, sorry, not Maser Rishon and Maser Bahima. And that's what the oral can't eat. Oh, Maser, isn't Maser, uh, Maser Rishon not at all? Kodosh is Rebbe Meir, holds it is Kodosh. Oh, Toshma, dropping another proof. Oinein also, Maser, Umutar, Petrum, Vapara. And Oinein is not allowed to eat Maser, but he is allowed to eat Truma and be involved with the Para. So that's an Oinein. Tvul Yom, remember Tvul Yom is someone who went to Mikvah that day, but he's only considered completely pure by night. Also, is not allowed to eat truma. Tvulyom is not allowed to eat truma, but he is allowed to eat and um, work with the paraduma, not eat the paraduma. You don't eat any of the paraduma. It's burnt into ashes and then it's mixed with water and sprinkled. Uva um, maser and maser. So tvulyom is also betruma, but mutabapara maser. And mechusar kipurim. What about mechusar kipurim? Before you say that, what is a mechusar kipurim? So remember, there are certain people who have to actually. Even once they've been to mikveh, and even when it's been nightfall, they still have to bring certain korbanos to be considered completely tahar. They're mechusat yipurim, they're lacking atonement, but they're lacking this final stage of purification of having brought these sacrifices until it's been done. Um, just for example, a woman who gives birth. You're going to see this later. Remember, if a woman gives birth to a male, she's tome for seven days, then tahar till day 14, and, uh, sorry, she's tome for seven days. Then she's tahar till day 40. 
but she's only, but she still has remnants of her tumah until she brings her korbanos on day 40. So she's a mechusa. Those days between day seven and day um, and day 40, she's a. I mean, similar to tful yom, but it's mechusa kipurim. It's not a strict. Um, and similarly, well, if it's, she gives birth to a female, then it's 40 days, and then 40 days till 80 days. She's tahor, but she still needs to have mechusa kipurim. So this stage of mechusa kipurim, asur bepara, he's not allowed to deal with the para tuma. But he is allowed to eat Now, for Imisa, if it's true that an oral is allowed to eat maser, nisni, we should add to that list, but we should add oral also betruma, that an oral is not allowed to eat truma, but he is allowed to deal with the para and have maser. So, again, this is, we're working from the inference, but the fact it's not taught in that list. That an oral can't eat truma, but he can work with the parah to many maser, must be that the oral cannot eat maser, and that's why it's not taught on the list. So Moral says, "No, hi Tana, the very Akiva he. That Tana is Rebbe, the Tana of Rebbe Akiva. The Marbi Leila oral Katame, who equates an oral to a Tame person. The Tana, and we'll see the significance of that soon. But just keep in mind that's Rebbe Akiva, who holds that an oral is like his Tame. The Tana Rebbe Akiva, Aimer Ish Ish, the Rabbah says oral, and it says Ish Ish any man." It's coming to include an oral. Now, you can't say that the reason, so therefore you can't say the reason that it didn't teach an oral is osur, betruma, umutar, beparu, maser. That's what we wanted to say. Why did it not teach that? Because maser, an oral also can't eat maser. That's what we wanted to say. And now we're coming along and we're saying, no, it's not teaching that because it's Rebbe Akiva who holds that he's, this oral is Tome, so he can't work with the paraduma. So, again, so the reason it's not taught that uh, oral is also betruma and mutar with para and maser, we wanted to suggest it was because of the maser, that's why it's not taught. But I say, no, it's actually not taught because of the mufusar kipurim and uh, because of the truma, uh, sorry, because of the para. para, and we don't actually know what the halakh is regarding maser still. The Gemara just asks, Man Tara, the Polygoliad, Rabbi Kiva. Who do we see that argues on Rabbi Akiva? So, Tana, Katana Kama. Uh, sorry, Tana, the Rabbi Yosia Babli here. It's the Tana of Rabbi Yosia Babli. Again, remember, we often start off a Mishnah or Brisa with an anonymous sage, and then a sage who argues on them. So that's the Tanakama. So it just tells, it identifies the Tanakama by the sage he argues with. Otherwise, if it just said the Rabbonin or just said the Tanakama, we have no idea what case or what it's referring to. So here it's called it the Tana who argues. Um, so who's the Tana who argues on Rabbi Akiva? It's the same Tana who argues on Rabbi Yosia Babli. The Tanya, as we learned in Abraisa, Shreifas Oinein, Mufusaki Purim Kashaira. Regarding burning the Paraduma, and Oinein, Mufusaki Purim are allowed to do it. They are allowed to, again, this is an important point, Mechusa Kippurim Kesheira, an Oinein is allowed to, sorry, a Mechusa Kippurim is kosher to work with a Paraduma. It says, Rabbi Yosef HaBavli Oimer, Oinein Kesheira, an Oinein can work with a Paraduma, Mechusa Kippurim Sula. However, the Mechusa Kippurim is possible. Now, once, the, the explanation for this, Rashi, is a little bit of a tricky explanation, but he says, Rabbi Yosef Habavli is in line with Rabbi Akiva because he seems to hold the Mechusa Kippurim is Tomei 
And that's why he would not be allowed to work with the Paraduma. And therefore, once we've also tried to... Um, yeah. Now, the Tanakama who argues on that and holds that Mechusa Kippurim is kosher bapara could very well then hold that an oral um, could also argue on an oral and hold that an oral would be permitted. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, so that's the point we see the Tanakama of Rabbi Yosef Habavli might hold that an oral is permitted. No, but even yeah, so, so it's, it's inconclusive either way. I'm not too clear what the Gemara was uh, bringing from this last point. Um, I didn't get it clear last night, but I'm not so I'm not exactly sure what it's bringing. It says and even Rabbi Yitzchak holds oral osubamaser, and oral is not allowed to eat maser. Where to Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, minayin oral she'asubamaser. Rabbi Yitzchak says, how do I know that an oral is not allowed to eat maser? Neemar mimenu b'maser, neemar mimenu b'pesach. Ma mimenu amu b'pesach oral asubo, af mimenu amu b'maser oral asubo. Just uh, he says it's exactly shava. It has this extra word. It has this word mimenu. Eat from it by kol b'maser, and it also has that phrase mimenu, that word by pesach. We know an oral is not allowed to eat a common Pesach, and just as an oral is not allowed to eat a common Pesach, this Gairashava teaches us that he's also not allowed to eat Maser. Now the Gomorrah is just going to go into, remember we discussed this for other when we were discussing Gairashava. It has to be Mufne. If it's not, the word that you're learning from, I, this word Mimeno has to be unnecessary. Because if you, if it's not, and, and therefore it's clearly coming for the Drosha, for the Gairashava. If it's not Necessary. If it's in the possible for another reason, then if the if, the, if you can ask a question on the Xerushava on the logic of the Xerushava, you can refute the Xerushava. So that's what we say here. So it's mufne. You must say that the word mimeno is extra. mufne you can ask that the Koban Pesach is much stricter because you chive on it with all these if you would eat it as pigle or noiser or tome, which clearly do not apply by maser. Um, so we see the Koban Pesach is much stricter. So just because an oral can't eat the Koban Pesach would be no reason to learn that an oral can't eat maser. So now to, to learn the Xerushava from Pesach to maser, you have to be able to show that Mimeno is mufne. Is mufne. Yeah, extra. You're right, it is Mufne. And now we're going to spend the next few hours proving that it's Mufne. But that's, just keep that in the back of your mind. If you get lost in this, we're trying to show that this Mimeno is extra. So he says, my Mufne. Which one's Mufne? He says, Omar Rabbi, Omar Rabbi, Omar Rabbi Yitzhak. Rabbi said in the name of Rabbi Yitzhak, Tlaso Mimeno Ksivi Pesach. It says Mimeno three times by the Korban Pesach. What is that? So I'm just going to read the Pesach. It says, Al Mimeno, do not eat from it, no, partially roasted, Uvashel Mavushal, or cooked, Uvashel Mavushal, the mime cooked in water, Ki Imtsli, Eish, Roishal, Kravva, Al Karno, etc., only roasted, etc., Veloi Soi Siru Mimeno, Advoke, not allowed to leave from it until morning, Vahanoi Soi Mimeno, and someone who eats from it, shall be burnt on fire. But we see, so it says Mimeno three times. So, one is for itself. 
I, that the Koban Pesach has to be roasted. V'chad l'gzeri shova. And one is spare for agzeri shova. V'chad l'manta omar, bo ha-kosu v'litain l'cha ase achaloisasei. This is coming to teach to connect the positive commandment to the negative commandment. I, you, there's a negative commandment to leave the Koban Pesach till morning. If you do leave it till morning, there's a positive commandment to fix that. We'll come and see the ramifications of having a, a positive commandment to fix the negative commandment, but we'll come to that too. It says, now, I read Exiv Noiser. Yeah, so that's. I did Exiv Noiser. But once we mention Noiser a second time, Exiv Nami Mimeno, it also teaches Mimeno. Ulamanda Omar Litain Lo Boike Shani Lishraifo. But what about the opinion who says, when it says, and then it says, and it says it twice, is not coming to teach that it's a, giving you a positive commandment to fix the negative commandment. It's coming to teach that it's a neg- that it's that you don't burn it on Yom Tov. It's telling you, when it says you burn it in the morning, it's saying not this morning, the next morning. Remember, first day Pesach after your Seder, when you would have Chas Shalom left over from the Korban Pesach, that's Yom Tov. So it says, Ad Boiker, Noisar Ad Boiker twice, to say don't burn it on Yom Tov, wait till the 16th, the first day, Chalamoyed in Eretz Yisrael. So says, I did the cost of ad boy keks in Nanimimenu. So, okay, it's not necessary, but once it says ad boy again, it says Mimeno again. Now, just to explain this Machloikes a little bit, not, not that it's essential to Algamora, but just to understand it better, is generally, well, there's a discussion. What's, we know that the standard punishment for a negative commandment is lashes, unless you have a reason why either the Torah says it's more severe, like we saw by the Arayos, it's Kores. I mean, there's a question if there's lashing Kores, but some of them are put to death, adulterers put to death, uh, etc., those sort of um, points. Um, so, so that's, uh, that's, that's one thing. If, if the Torah tells you a different punishment, but there's another machlokes. Does negative commandment without an action is the lashes? No, generally not. Well, that's so. That's a machlokes. That's a machlokes in machlokes. So we generally say that love she'en bomaser ain loikin olof. I think that's how we pass it. But it's a machlokes. Does someone who does an negative, an inaction, get lashes? So here, this is an inaction, leaving the korban pesach. To morning, I it says loisa sirumei not boy. You're not allowed to leave it over to morning, but that's not an active thing you do. That's a love shein bomase. There's no action you do. All you do is just leave it on the table next to you. So you're not actively doing the negative commandment. So therefore, according to um, the second opinion, there's um, according to Rabbi Yaakov, there should there's no lashes anyway. So why does it have? So what's the second part of the possible coming to add? No, no, no. So, so, well, so, according, so, so let me start the other way then. Um, according to the first opinion, he holds there is lashes for a love shayin bomaser. Even though you didn't do any action, since you transgressed the negative commandment of leaving it over, which you weren't supposed to do, you can still get lashes. Comes along the possible and adds 
If you leave it over, burn it. So now it's a positive commandment. It's what's called a love hanitak la'asay, a positive commandment that's a negative commandment that's fixed by a positive commandment. Where the Torah gives you a clear way to repair the negative commandment that you did, you don't get lashes. It's the same thing if someone steals. He transgresses a negative commandment of stealing. But it also says, You shall surely return the gzela. There's a positive commandment to fix the negative commandment. So therefore, there is not lashes by theft. But that's only, that only helps if you assume that there is lashes. Then you would need the the positive commandment to get you out of lashes. But according to Rebbe, that's the first opinion. The second opinion holds there's no lashes anyway. It's, there's no masa. So then why, what's the second part of the apostle coming to do? It's coming to add that you don't burn it the following morning. You wait till the first day, till the till the morrow, and burn it then. Okay, but those are the mimenos by Pesach. Now, class of mimenu We also it also says three mimenos by Maser. The pasuk says this is again a declaration a person makes when he, in the third year, we mentioned that in the third and the sixth year a person makes a declaration of vidui that he hasn't transgressed anything with Maser and, the, and, and part of the declaration we learn out the halachas of Maser because what he says he didn't do is obviously stuff he wasn't allowed to do. So he says Lo achalti boini, I didn't eat it as a oine. Mimeno, mimeno from it. Remember this mimeno is the word we're looking for. Velo arti mimeno betome. I didn't burn it for my personal use when it was tome. Velo no sati mimeno le mace. We'll see exactly what this is referring to but I did not give from the master to a mace. And Shomati Bukal Hashem Elokov, I'd listen to the voice of Hashem, my God, or Sisi Kochol Hashem Tzivisani, I did everything He commanded me. So it says Mimeno in that passage three times. The last Mimeno Ksivi B'Maser, the three Mimenos written by Maser. Chad Lugufo, the first one is Lugufo, that an Oinen is not allowed to eat Maser. The Chad Lugufo, the first one is Lugufo, that an Oinen is for the teaching of Rabbi Yavo, Amor Rabbi Yochanan. We saw this, um, yes, we saw this yesterday, that maser you can't burn for your personal needs, but truma you can burn. So that's mimeno from it. The maser I did not burn for my personal needs, but I was allowed to burn truma for my personal needs. The chadle the reish lokish and one for the reish lokish to amar to amar reish lokish amar rebi sahamai lima lima minai la maser sheni shenitma shemutel soicho. How do we know that if maser sheni becomes tome, you still allowed to smear it on your skin? Now very interestingly, because. It should be also to use for persons. It says, I didn't give it to a mace. Now this is obviously a use for the mace, we're going to say, a use for the mace that you could have used for yourself. Because you're emphasizing, I didn't do this, I didn't use Master Shani for this with the mace. Implying that, but I did use it for myself. So that's what the Gemara says. He says, the mace who holachai, do me the mace nosati. I didn't use it for a mace, because that's also, but in a similar way, for, the, for a living, I did use it. Now, what would be something that you would do both on a mace and the living? That would be anointing it, rubbing it with oil. So, so what do we see? Um, that each of the mimenos by Maser are used up. Now, Rav Zutra challenges us. Who says that it's referring to Sikha anointing? He says, Maybe it is to buy a coffin and 
robes. You buy things for living people. You, you, that's something you bought for the dead and something you buy for the living. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't call it takrichim. We would call it clothes. But you buy clothes for the mason, clothes for the living. So that's what he's saying. Who says it's to do with anointing? So it's Omar of Huna, Braid Rav Yeshua, Migufo, from him, from his body. It's not it's something external, I like buying clothes. It's something more directly on the body. No, just as in the Pasuk we contrast I did not give it to a mace. I similar to I did not eat it. Just as when it's referring to eat it, it's referring to something you do with your body. So too when it says I did not give it to the mace, it's something referring to the mace's body, the corpse. Okay, so just where we hold in. We wanted to make a shava between the Korban Pesach and Maser to learn that, just as Pesach and oral, just as an oral can't eat Pesach, he can't eat Maser. And we said it's from the word Mimeno. But now we've shown that Mimeno by the Korban Pesach is Mufne. We have an extra one. But we don't have an extra one by Maser. So Gomorrah says, yeah. It says, Well, still you have a problem because it's only extra on one side. Sorry, yeah, the other way around. But the common Pesach, we used it for all three all three of them for a drosha, but by Master we have the spare one. It says, This fits very well according to the opinion that if you have a Xerishava, which has the extra word on either side of the Xerishava, like here we want to learn from Pesach or Maser, and Maser has an extra word. That's fine. But according to the opinion that, what are you going to say? The Mimenu is not extra, so we shouldn't be able to learn Maser from Pesach. Because again, we can ask our, Pesach, our question that Pesach is much more severe. So we can't, sorry, we can't learn from Pesach to Maser. So the Gemara answers, No, this teaching we learned from Rabbi Avohu i.e. that Rabbi Avol learned from the one Mimenu Bamaser, sorry, Bapesach, that the Korban Pesach, that, sorry, he learned from the one Mimenu Bamaser, that, let me just say if I got the right Rabbi Avol, yeah, um, Rabbi Avol uh, learned that the one Maser was to teach that, Maser you can't burn for yourself, if it becomes Tomei, but Truma you can. So now we're going to say no. So we learned that from Mimeno, and that used up our one Mimeno. We're now going to say there's another source so that Mimeno will become free. Where is that? Behold, I have put before you the responsibility to look after my true, my true, my, my my trumas in plural, trumasai. It says, You have to watch both trumas and trumas. I've given it to you. It belongs to you. You can use it. You can use it as fuel for your fire, etc. So there's another drosha to teach that. Um, there's another drosha to teach that a truma can be used. When Tome Truma, you, can, you can't eat it, but you can burn it in a way that you get benefit. You can use it for fire, you can use it to, as fuel, you can use it, if it's oil, you can use it in a lamp, etc. Um, but therefore, it is extra. Now, the one Mimeno is spare. So now we have two spares Mimeno, so we can learn like Zereshova from Pesach to Maser, that just as an oral can't eat Pesach, an oral can't eat Maser. And that seems to be how the Gemara concludes. 
Then we went on next phrase in the Mishnah. It says that v'cholat all Tomei people cannot eat truma. Says minah hanimili. What's the source? Amar Rabbi Yochanan Mishum Rabbi Shmuel Amar Kro. Says it's from the following pasuk. Says ish ish mizera aron v'chol tzarua oizav. Let me actually read the whole pasuk. So it says ish ish mizera aron. Anyone from a descendant of Aaron, what we would call a kohen, v'hu tzarua oizav. And he is has tzoras, or he was a zav. Remember, zav is those discharges that he, that he has. So now, if he has just to, it's all going to become relevant. So I'll mention it now. If a zav has two discharges, again, he's being about a male, a kohen. If he has two discharges, he has to count seven clean days, and then he goes to mikvah. Interesting enough, specifically in a spring water, and then he is tahor. And if he has three sartings, then the same the procedure. But he also has to bring korbanos. He's mechusa kipurim. Yeah, he has to wait both the two. He also has to wait a week, and three also has to wait a week. But with three, he also has to bring korban. So that's the zav. Okay, tzuru is someone who had tzoras. So, so any kohen who has tzoras or was a zav, but korban lo yochlu arashay yitoyer. He can't eat korban until he is tahor. Banogaya bechol tomei nefesh, and if he touches. Tomei nefesh, or isha shetaitza mimenu shifazera, or a tomei man, a man who's an av, etc. So, so, so that's the possibly focusing. So it says ish ish mizera aron bhutzeroizav, ezu davoshe shava the bezaroshel aron. It says a descendant of Aaron. So what would something that would be across the board to the descendants of Aaron, not just the men of Aaron, but the men and the women? So it can't be referring to special sacrifices that they eat, because the, the special sacrifices that the descendants of Aaron can eat are actually limited to the male. Kotche, kotchim, only male kind. So what it's referring to, some item that it's equating that all descendants of Aaron are equal in. It must be shot. Maybe it is the chest and the thigh, which women can also eat. That's the kohanim get, the chest and the thigh of Many korbanas. says, no, Eino Bechazeres, she never returns to that. I remember we mentioned if a, if a Bas Kohen marries a Yisrael and then her husband dies before they have children, she goes back to her father's house to eat Truma, she's Chazeres, but she can't eat Kodjim. She's not like a Kohen in that regard. So it's not as equal. Truma is more equal because she as a Bas Kohen can go back to eating it, whereas she won't be able to go back to eating the Chazer Shok. Oh, but truma doesn't apply to a halal. A kohen who's well, a kohen who has who's has a child with someone who's also to him the child is a halal, and the, that so truma is not a, a halal is not allowed to eat truma. So he says, oh, halal loves Aaron to Aaron who he's not considered a descendant to Aaron. He loses his special status as a kohen. So if a kohen marries a grusha and their child is a halal, it's not that we say he's a kohen halal. He's a not kohen. He loses his status. How do we know that this means until nightfall? I remember we said... What's the starting point? That you can't eat that anyone... What's the starting point in this tomorrow? That anyone can't eat, anyone can't eat... We're trying to look for the source that a Tomei person can't eat Truma. And more specifically, as we see, at full yom. Remember, someone who went to mikveh that day, he's still not allowed to eat truma until nightfall. And now we're going to ask, the Gemara's new question is, now wait, 
maybe it's not until nightfall, maybe it has to be until he's brought his korbanos. And we said there's certain times when a person's tome, like a mitzora, a zav, a yoledes, not only do they have to wait at required time and go to mikveh and wait for nightfall, they also have to wait till the following day and bring their korbanos. And until they brought their korbanos, they still have remnants of kedusha. So maybe we're going to ask, you, what, what we've said is that a, car, that you, a kohen can eat truma once he's not at full yom, implying, sorry, he, he can't eat truma until he's at full yom, but if he's mechusa kippurim, he can eat truma. So even though, let's say, you have a kohen who was a zav three times, and he has waited the amount of time, and he's been to the mikveh, but he just hasn't got round, and it's been nightfall, but he just hasn't got round to bringing his korbanas, he still can eat truma. So he says, yeah, but, so that's what the Gemara is. He says, um, How do we know that this when it says, until he's pure at the Ikar of Shemesh means until he's nightfall. Maybe it's until he's brought his Korbanot. The Gemara says, the of the You can't think this because the very Rishmael taught, the Torah is speaking about the Zav who only saw twice and the Mitzorah who was only confined out of doubt. They don't have the long purification process with Korbanos. How do I know that? Because it's in the same posse it speaks about someone who's Tomei Meish. Just as the Tomei Nefesh is, doesn't have to bring a Korban. When someone becomes Tomei from touching a person who touched a mace, he just has to go to Mikveh and wait for Nafal. There's no such thing as bringing Korbanus to finish off the purification. So, so to the Zav and the Mitzorah that we're discussing of cases where they don't have to bring a Korban, and now we just follow, the, the, the Gomorrah seems to expect us to follow the logic along the lines that, and the Pasuk is teaching us that what, what's necessary for someone who's Tomei to be able to eat Truma, just Harev Shemesh, just Nightfall. I don't make them waiting until Nightfall, but not waiting until the following day when he brings his Korbanus, because the Pasuk's leaving that out, avoiding that, because that's not necessary for the Kohen to be able to eat truma. Maybe that's, oh, well then maybe it's because they don't have to bring kapora, that's why these people can eat it without their korbonos. But someone who does have to bring kapora, maybe he has to wait according to kapora, for kapora. How I explained the Pasuk, which is how the Gemara wanted to explain it, is that, by the fact that Pasuk's not discussing Kapora, it's because it's not necessary to wait for Kapora to bring Ein. The Kohen can eat his Truma before he's brought the sacrifices the following day. As long as he's not at full Yom, Ein Nightfall has come. He, 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 the, that's what the Pasuk's discussing, when he can eat Truma. Because it's irrelevant Kapora. But you could actually say that other way. If the Pasuk specifically speaking about he can eat Truma when it's Nightfall, where he doesn't have to bring korbanos, maybe you can say the flip side. Where he does have to bring korbanos, then he can't eat until he's brought the korbanos. So it's for two and further. There's a just to broaden the question. We're still battling with this order. If someone went to someone was tome and they went to mikveh, then they can immediately eat maser, even though he's at full yom. Harev shemsho. Once it's sunset, he can eat truma. You know, let's say nightfall. He can eat truma. Hevi kapara oichal bekodshim. But and once he's brought his korbanos, then he can eat kodshim. You know, like how do we know the source for these general rules? So interesting. Here we've seen the hierarchy of 
Again, the different stages. Remember, as someone goes to mikveh, there's still remnants of his tumor called, he's a tul yom, until nightfall. Even once he's gone to mikveh nightfall, there's very slight remnants of his tumor left until he brings his sacrifices. That's what's called mechuzah kiburim. So someone who's been to mikveh immediately can eat maaseh, but he can't eat tumor. Once nightfalls come, he can eat truma, but he still can't eat sacrifices. Once he's brought his korbanas, then he can even eat sacrifices. But where do we know that's from? So, Amar Rabbah, Amar Rabchizda, Rabbah says in the name of Rabchizda, Tlasa, Kroi, Ksivi, there are three tzukim. Ksiv, Veloyo, Mina, Koichim, Kiim, Rochatz, Besorobamai. He's not allowed to eat from Koichim. He has to wash until he's washed his flesh in water. Ho, Rochatz, Tohor, implying that once he's done, Gone to mikveh, he's tahor. Look, see, there's another possible. Ufo Hashemish v'tiher v'achar yoichel minakotchim. He has to wait for nightfall, and then he's tahor, and then he can eat kotchim. Look, see, then the third possible, v'chiper alayah koin v'tahora. He has to, the coin has to atone for him. He has to bring his sacrifices, and then he's tahor. So he sees that, okay, Tzad, how do you resolve it? We've got three different tukim that give us three different stages in his purification of when he's called Tahar. The one says when he goes to Mikvah, he's called Tahar. Second Pasuk says, no, he's only called Tahar at nightfall. And the third Pasuk says he's only called Tahar when he brings his when he's brought his sacrifices, or the sacrifices have been brought on his behalf. So which one is it? When is he considered Tahar? So he says, yeah, the answer is, kanda maase, kanda truma, kanda kotchim, to resolve the contradiction, or the, yeah, the, Ambiguity between the three psukim. The one is for master, the one is for truma, and the one is for kachim. Of oh, Apuchana, why don't we switch around and say truma and um, tr- why don't we switch truma and master and say truma he can eat truma immediately after going to mikvah, but master he has to wait for nightfall. So he says no, mechapaz. No, truma is stricter because of the acronym for these stringencies we find by truma mechapaz. What is that? Miss um, if someone eats truma on purpose, who's a non kohen. If he eats it by mistake, he has to pay it back with the fifth. Um, it cannot be redeemed, pigeon. And Zorim is forbidden to non-kind to eat. So we see that truma is, more, is stricter, so we're more likely to say so too with purification. He has to wait for a later stage. It says, no, master is stricter because of the acronym Hadastab. What's that? Um, um, he can't tuma that he can't eat. Um, so yahavos makom maser has to be brought to a specific place to eat it. Vidui in the third and sixth year he has to make a declaration that he hasn't transgressed any of the laws of maser. Osula oinein it's forbidden for someone who's an oinein to eat maser where an oinein can eat tuma. And tomei if master is tome, he can't burn it for his personal needs. So we see that master is stricter. So the says, no, I feel hachim is No, at the end of the day, one is chai misid for eating truma, a non-coin eating truma on purpose is chai misid but we see that truma is very severe because it has such a severe punishment. Even without um, coming on to the severity of Misa, you would never say that Maser is stricter because Omar Krah, the Pesach said, Nefesh. Nefesh. What's something that's equal to all people? That is Maser. So the first Pesach says, Nefesh, any person, 
not just Kohanim, so that must be Maser, because any person can be Maser Shani, but only Kohanim learn Truma. Okay, fine. But still, we can suggest that maybe these Psukim are all cases where he did not have to bring Kohanim to finish his purification. If someone touches a dead chair, so he's Tomei, he goes to Mikvah, and then that night is 100% Tahar, there's never ever sacrifices he has to bring. But a woman who's a Yolades, or a man who's a Zav, or a Matari, etc., where they do have to bring Kohanim, Maybe where they have to bring Kabbalahs, they have to wait. So he says, Amrabaya, Trey Kroiksivi, be your letters. There are two psukim written by a woman who, who gives birth. Ksiv ad Torah, until she finishes the days of Tahara. Kiven Tahara, implying as soon as she finishes those days, she's Tahar. Now, as I said, let's just take a male just to keep it one way. She's Tome for seven days, then she's Tahar, but basically at full yom, till day 40. Now, as soon as those days are finished, then at nightfall, she's Tahar. Uksiv, but then there's another possibility. She says, parallel, I find Tahara. The Kohen atones for her, I brings her Korbanus, and then she's Tahar. So wait, which one is it? Is it the night that as soon as the time has passed, she is Tahar? Or does she have to wait for the next day to have the Korbanus brought to be Tahar? They, the, again, these Psukim are, contradict, are contradicting each other of when she becomes Tahar. So, how are you going to resolve it? It says, kind of truma, kind of kochim. He'll say, no, here's for truma and here's for kochim. Aye, by nightfall, Harev Shemet, she's no longer what we would call a tful yom, and therefore she can eat truma. But she can only eat kochim the following day. But there we've proved, so, but we've proven even in a case where the person, or here the woman, is high of in kapara, she's still allowed to eat truma once it's nightfall, once, once the time has arrived. She doesn't have to actually bring the kapara. Says the Epoch, why don't we switch it around? Truman Kodjim. Says, no, Anami Stavra Kodesh Chomum Shekain Panakachas. No, it's more logical because Kodesh is much stricter. Pigul, Noiser, Korban. Remember, we said Korban wants that you can actually bring it into the temple. Me'ila, um, if you misappropriate it, you transgress Me'ila, you could end up bringing Asher uh, Me'ilos, etc. Kores, if someone eats it when he's not, when he's Tomei. And Asur. Um, don't remember. Oh, also Oinen. And an Oinen is not allowed to eat it. So, Kodshim is much stricter than Truma. Therefore, if we're going to say which one has to wait for a higher level of purification, I even having brought, he can't eat it until bringing Korbanos, must be Kodshim because it's so much more strict. When he says, no, I don't but Truma Chamorisha came Machapaz. He says, but wait, Truma is more severe because of the aspects of Machapaz. Again, Michai Misabidei Shomayim. If he eats it by mistake, there's no redemption. He can actually redeem sacrifices. Zorim, it's forbidden to non-Kohanim. Non-Kohanim can eat sacrifices in many scenarios. So Hanach Nefishin, no, but there are many more stringencies by Korbanos, by Kodshim. There's it's six to four. So it says, Rabbi Omar, below Hanach Nefishin, Omar, Omar, says you don't even have to come on to calculating which one's stricter, but which one has more restrictions, even without that, the Pasuk says, the Torah will atone for the Kohen will atone for him and he'll become Tahar. Mechlal Shehi Tomei. Implying that he is Tomei, or she is Tomei. If you're going to say that she that it's referring to Kodshim, I she's still Tomei and it's Kodshim, Ikrikan, then we would apply the Pasuk. Someone who touches the flesh while Tomei, he can't eat. But Truma, so it must be Truma. Um, because we already have a posuk that someone who's Tomei can't eat Kodshim.
Okay, the discussion continues, but I think uh, let's leave it there for today. Um, again, remember, there were, interesting enough, there were basically two main topics on today's stuff with a lot of uh, discussion of how we get there, primarily looking for the source. But the first topic was, um, can an oral eat master, which was a... Con- can someone uncircumcised eat masa, which was a throwback, which was continued from yesterday's stuff. And then the second topic was this discussion of at what stage of purity can a person eat these different pro- products that we know you have to be taught for. Is it straight off the mikvah, but while it's full yom? Is it only at nightfall, and or is it only after bringing the korbanos? And what level of tahara do you need for eating different things, masa, truma, and kochim? Okay, we'll leave it there for today. Have a very, very good Shabbos.